Hello friend, welcome to today's episode. It's already the end of February and this is going to be a fun girl chat episode. I've got hot takes. You've maybe kind of felt this episode coming because I've shared some of these hot takes, but I'm going to be talking about some hot takes on health trends that I'm seeing. And then we're going to be doing a February report. And report stands for reading, eating, play, obsessing, recommend, treat. I feel like this will be a fun strategy and structure because most of the time with my girl chats, I usually just come on here and talk about a bunch of random things that I am obsessed with and loving because we're besties. And that's what I share with my really good friends. But today I'm going to be setting some structure to it just because I was kind of like, huh, a lot of the things that I am loving, I've talked about before. And these things have been just really fun and different. And maybe this will become a monthly segment of the monthly report. But wow, the month of January felt like it was... 976 days long and now the month of February feels like it went by so quick and things have been crazy things have been awesome the duality of life of things both being awesome and insane and crazy and frustrating and overwhelming at times overwhelm has been something I have felt a lot in the first two months of the year and I did a few things in the month of February to recenter myself to reground myself I'll share all of that with you guys but wow how has your February felt come on over to Instagram and like let's talk about it what are some of the things you are struggling with what are some of the things that you are wanting to hear more about And let's get into these hot takes. So the first one I am going to cover is the very popular and not so controversial. And I think the reason why it's not super controversial is because a lot of people who are speaking out against this are being shut down and not getting as much hype as the people who are hyping this up. And that is cold plunging. So we are seeing cold pledging being talked about everyone. Various companies are selling cold plunges that vary in price range, making it very accessible to people. We're seeing influencers that have had big dramatic weight loss talk about how cold plunging is just something that was so beneficial to their lifestyle change and routine in their weight loss journey. And I am here to tell you that my hot take is... I think women who are especially in our cyclical years, so having a menstrual cycle or for fertile years, even if you are not trying to conceive, it is my hot take that cold plunging is not as beneficial for us as say men or women who are on hormonal birth control because remember, Hormonal birth control does not balance your hormones. It suppresses them, so you're not getting a cycle. So could cold plunging be beneficial? Maybe. I think, and my hot take is, cold plunging is not supportive for our hormones, for our cortisol, like these 
influencers, health experts that are (laughs) male, or other women that are promoting this as something that has been beneficial to them. I really think like, hmm, it's not necessarily the cold plunge. And also, and we talked about this on the prior episode where I brought Kim on to talk about hormone health. I asked her about this hot take. I have been talking with other hormonal experts, women who are experts in PCOS, acupuncturists, and across the board, the majority of them are saying no. For women, especially in our fertility years, warming, so baths, saunas, heat pads. That is way more balancing for our hormones and regulating for our nervous system. I follow a couple somatic workout. We're going to talk about that hot take too, where I follow somatic workout experts and a lot of them are finally saying too, if you have a dysregulated nervous system, cold pledging is not going to be what your nervous system needs. And I'm going to tell you guys, when this was a new topic, I would say a couple years ago, I would fill up our bath with cold water and I would take the ice cubes that was in our freezer and toss it in there and I would cold plunge and I'd just do it for a couple minutes. And I'm telling you, I did not feel good afterwards. And that is when my own thought process kicked in of like, huh, this is interesting. This is so interesting that my innate response was I had a horrible night of sleep that night. I had heightened anxiety and like a feeling of panic carrying with me. And that's just based off my own experience. And Kim talked about this in last week's episode of if you start cold plunging, really just pay attention to how you feel throughout the day outside of your cold plunge. And I would agree with that. If you're familiar with muscle testing, maybe muscle test yourself to see if your body does need this. But from what I have experienced and what I have learned from acupuncturists, from hormonal experts, and from somatic nervous system experts, cold, it's just not as beneficial. And we're also seeing this to the extreme where people aren't just cold plunging for a couple minutes occasionally. It's becoming a daily ritual and practice, and they're just doing more and more and more and more and longer and longer sessions around it. Another thing that is just really bothering me about cold plunging is influencers or people on the internet that have large public profiles are sharing that cold plunging is one of the things that has impacted their dramatic weight loss. And I have to say, being completely honest, it's not just cold plunging that is helping them see dramatic weight loss. And no judgment when I say this, but for some, Ozempic or extreme dieting or very privileged access to nutritionists and various other things is what has been going on behind the scenes outside of their cold plunging that has been supportive of a weight loss journey as well. So to me, it's just I I can't believe that this is getting so pushed and so extreme and I live in a cold climate. I don't have to put my body into cold water. Now I will say in the summer months and 
for those who live in a really, really hot climate where you may be helping your body temperature regulate if it's really, really hot outside and you want to like just go into a cold plunge for a little bit to help your body cool down. To me, I really don't think that's going to cause harm. I think that's going to be really, really great. And I love taking a cold shower, especially after a hot, hot summer day on the lake. We come back from the boat and I take a cold shower because to me, after being in that heat for an extensive amount of time, but once again, my cold showers aren't 11 minutes long. There may be two to four minutes max and what I'm just seeing with these cold plunges like why is it just something that has been proven to have a little bit of benefit behind it and then our culture our people take it to the absolute extreme and that's my hot take the next thing and I talked about it a little bit is somatic workouts so I have been doing some somatic workouts from the workout witch on Instagram and I actually found her on TikTok years and years and years and years ago I it has to be at least two years I've been following her and I got her getting out of fight or yeah getting out of fight mode program and it's 30 days is very affordable and that was the course that I decided to start with now I don't call it somatic workouts because to me it's not enough movement to call it a workout I also mentally don't want to go into my session thinking about it in the same headspace as I am with my workouts that I am calling it a somatic session because it's not a meditation because you're still you're still providing your body with movement and you're using gentle movement to open up your hips. You're using gentle movement to release tension, but it's not a workout and it's not a meditation. So I call my somatic videos that I do somatic sessions. And I've been seeing all over the internet, like this aggressively shaking to high energy music and calling it like a somatic break. And somatic movement really is different. I think that for myself personally and for women who are high achievers, women who are on the go, women who just have a hard time with our body truly, genuinely relaxing, somatic movements that are too high aggressive high energy music and like really intense body shaking movements like they're literally flailing their limbs all around they're jumping up and down and calling it somatic workouts and while I think somebody who has a hard time getting motivated getting movement like movement definitely creates an energy shift and movement really does help the mind and body get into a state of getting things done and I think for most women that I know where we're wanting to focus on somatic movement to be our nervous system to calm down and that type of somatic work the somatic work will be beneficial when it is really gentle it's really slow and controlled and it feels really relaxing in the sessions that I do in the course that I'm in she talks about it she talks through them and says like this is to be done as lazy as possible and I'm somebody where it's like I've 
not identified as somebody who's lazy. I'm somebody who's always moving around and always doing something. And so if you are like, oh, I would class myself classify as myself as unmotivated or lazy. Yeah, maybe doing some movements like that where you do put on like a pump up song and you do some like boxer bounces and you like shake and wiggle your arms and your limbs all around. Maybe that is the type of somatic movement that you need to help your body get into like, okay, I've got to get some movement in so I can start to create momentum in the other parts of my day. But for me, I... I'm all about like, I'm move, 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 do, 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 do. I need something that is centering and actually calms my nervous system that actually tells my nervous system like everything is fine. You don't have to keep being in fight mode. I think after, especially after having kids, my nervous system went into fight mode because of my traumatic pregnancies and postpartum. And then I had a, I had two under two and just a lot. My body was stuck in fight mode. And in January, February, I've really been focused on getting my nervous system out of that fight mode. My next hot take is on cortisol, and I have a whole episode on cortisol and imbalanced cortisol and excess cortisol and high cortisol is legit and it is real. I will say that my hot take is cortisol is being demonized, like it is a bad hormone. Like this is just something we do not want our body to trigger. We don't want our body to respond or we don't want to have any cortisol. And that is not true. My hot take is cortisol is not bad. We want our body to have fluctuations and heightened times of the day where our cortisol is elevating. We should have a natural rise of cortisol in the morning and in the mid-afternoon. I've talked about the cortisol support supplement from Protea that I like called Angstify and how that is meant to take at certain times of the day because that's the support or that's it's meant to be taken at the times of the day where we want to support elevated cortisol because that elevated cortisol is what causes our body to wake up in the morning and feel awake shortly after or upon waking up when cortisol is actually too low or out of balance, you know, that waking up tired and groggy feeling. And so also when talking about workouts, yes, certain workouts elevate your cortisol, but cortisol isn't necessarily bad. And when you are working out and you're, if, if you are creating a stress response in the body, it's very important to understand that creating that stress response and that adapting of your body to go from getting the workout in and then also our body regulating back down to like, we're okay. Like we just did that workout, but our body is fine. We don't have to keep once again being in fight or flight mode. And so I've been really cognizant about, yes, I am doing tough workouts right now, 
but also I'm really making sure that I'm prioritizing stretching both during my workouts in between my weightlifting sets and also a good post-workout stretch. I've been stretching in the evenings, even if it's just a few stretches in the evenings or while I'm watching TV in the evenings after we've put the kids to bed. If it's a longer extended stretch, that's fine, but even just regulating a little bit of stretching and especially post-workout. So I just want to emphasize like, Cortisol is not this demonizing, it's not this super, super bad hormone. We want to have cortisol at certain times of the day in certain fluctuations. And if you do something like working out and you elevate your cortisol, like if you're working out in the morning and you're doing a workout and that elevates your cortisol, but then you're doing a nice cool down, you know, maybe afterwards you take a shower, you do something that is, or you go into like a little bit of a mode, whether that's making breakfast or for me, doing my hair and makeup, like, relaxes me so when I wake up work out take a shower and then I'm kind of doing my own thing with doing my hair and my makeup it does kind of recenter and re-regulate me back down so prioritize those post-workout rituals to really tell yourself maybe that's just sitting in child child's pose at the end of your workout and regulating your body back down because cortisol isn't necessarily bad Cortisol isn't necessarily bad. And I do have a whole episode on cortisol because if you do have excess cortisol, your body is going to hang on to weight and various things like that. But I'm just saying my hot take is it's not necessarily this really bad hormone. And when it comes to cortisol, this is really, really, really important. And it comes to stress management It's not just your workout that's your stressful thing throughout the day. And that's what I think I'm seeing a lot is people demonizing certain types of workouts, especially cardio, because cardio is good for heart health. We want to do certain exercises or have certain days in our routine where we are working on our heart muscle. That's really great for longevity. And it's getting demonized as like, oh, that type of workout elevates your cortisol but when you think about it if you're doing like a 30 to 45 minute workout and if your body is getting movement in that's likely not the main stress trigger that is happening in your day because you have 23 plus hours in the rest of the day where it's like hmm can you reflect on that what else could be triggering stress responses in your body And how can you then turn your workout to be your stress release? Because for me, sometimes those intense workouts, whether it's cardio or going for a long walk or an intense weight training session that really gets my heart rate up, that is my stress release. I'm listening to music and I'm really feeling into my body and I'm having, like, I'm enjoying myself. I can't imagine. And for a long time, I've been kind of playing around with this narrative of like, what if my workouts are triggering a stress response in my body, which is causing me to hold on to excess weight. And I really had to do two things to get real and honest with myself. Number one, I was saying I was working out and not seeing results. Well, I really was never pushing myself. I was doing workouts in a way that was comfortable. I wasn't challenging my body. I have a sedentary job where I'm sitting at my computer and I'm editing and I'm writing show notes and I'm on meetings and I'm talking behind a mouth, uh, behind a mic. 
So I had to get really honest with myself. I did have to track my food intake for a little while to be really real, honest, and authentic with myself of, Joelle, you are eating in excess. I'm, I've been eating in excess, so no wonder I've seen weight gain creep up on me. And so while I've been trying to overcomplicate a lot of things, and I do really, really think, especially in my postpartum days when I was noticing imbalances with PMDD and irregular cycles and extreme mood swings and a lot of... Um, signs before my menstrual phase happened that were signs of hormone imbalances like yes cycle syncing and supporting my hormones and doing all of that was really 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 beneficial but now I've done a lot of things to balance out my hormones and to me it's like okay Joelle the equation of you're getting less movement you're aging you're not pushing yourself so even though you're working out like is your body really adding lean muscle I've had to go into this deep reflection of like, I've said I've been doing the right things, but like, have I really been honest with myself in that? So those are my three hot takes. I really knew I was going to go on a rant with all of them. So I only have three for you today. If you enjoy these hot takes and my hot takes on these hot takes or on these trends, let me know and I can do more. If there's a hot take or if you're wondering, hmm, I wonder what Joelle thinks about this, feel free to send me a message on DM. And now I'm going to go into my February report. So report, R-E-P-O-R-T stands for reading, eating, play, obsessing, recommend, and treat. And I actually saw somebody on TikTok I mean, I roll at me because I find all the trends and stay up to date on all of the things because of TikTok. But I saw somebody else do this. I'm like, oh, this would be a really cool segment to bring to the podcast, especially on my girl chat. So for the month of February, my reads have been two things. So the first is the book called The Emotion Code. Now, this is a method and modality that some people are not going to understand and not going to get behind, but it is about releasing trapped emotions within the body. And this book, I've been really reading it very slowly and taking it all in and kind of seeing what resonates with me. But this has been just a really, really great book in understanding like how can I work through things where I know I've talked about it extensively or even some of the things like my heartburn I've done some emotion code techniques with magnets that has just like blown my mind with tension headaches and my heartburn and various things like that. So I wanted to share that with you guys. If you're into it, cool. If you're not, you're not. And that's totally fine. And the other read that I have been obsessed with or that I really enjoyed in the month of February was the Hunger Games prequel. Can't remember what it was about. It was something about snakes and something or other. But I reread the Hunger Games, rewatched the movies. And I actually, with the Hunger Games, you guys, I could not get into the prequel because I just have a hard time visualizing things that are like create like other worlds that aren't a common world 
that's like a mythical world in my mind. So I couldn't get into it. I couldn't get into it. And my husband and I were like, okay, let's just watch the movie. So I watched the prequel of it and I loved it. It was so good. I thought they did a great job. There's still a couple things where I'm like, why was that or whatever, whatever, whatever. But now and this month I read the prequel and because I could imagine like what the characters were like and I kind of could understand the storyline and I could visually see it. I didn't need my mind to make up that visual. It was so good and I flew through it. As soon as I got that imagery piece and understanding, I loved it. I thought it was so good eating. So eating this month, it's not anything in particular. Maybe sometimes I'll bring a recipe onto here. Maybe it'll be like, oh, I went to this restaurant and it was absolutely amazing or I've been obsessed with making this for a meal. But in the month of February, it's been all about eating small meals throughout the day and eating every two to three hours. And which is so crazy because with all of my background in intermittent fasting and even, you know, blood sugar balancing and eating three large meals a day instead of snacking and grazing all day long, it has been just kind of wild to me to actually be like, okay, I'm going to start my day with a small meal and then I'm going to have, then I'm going to have another small meal and then I'm going to have another small meal. So I end up having around, and it, it depends because in luteal phase, I'm probably eating more like five small meals throughout the day. And then now in menstrual follicular ovulation, probably more around four-ish meals a day. Follicular phase, I really did notice I wanted to gravitate towards like three larger meals. I just, and I don't have much of an appetite in that phase of my cycle. And so I bring that understanding, but I really saw some new research that piqued my interest and I might bring an expert on to talk about this, but it was really talking about the small meals throughout the day. And I was like, you know what? I haven't done this for a long, long time. I haven't eaten in this way for a long, long time. And especially now I'm doing more intense workouts. I'm working out harder. I'm adding in more cardio. I'm like, I'm going to see how this goes. And you guys, I'm telling you my like tooth, it's three o'clock as I'm recording this right now. And Usually I'm in my pantry, usually I'm grabbing snacks or I'm starting to eat or I have this insatiable hunger and I'm here recording this with you guys. It's been, it's kind of just an eye-opening thing that I'm observing right now. So eating this month, nothing in particular food-wise and food item-wise, but I'm back to small meals throughout the day and I will keep you guys updated on that. Play. And this is something I've been playing ever since after the Super Bowl, Beyonce's new song. I like it. I think it's catchy. I'm excited for music in 2024. I mean, we've got Beyonce, we've got Taylor Swift, we've got so much good music on the horizon in 2024, and I'm pumped about it. I absolutely am so excited. I think Beyonce's... I believe the only one I've listened to for Beyonce's country album is Texas Hold'em. And I I think it's cute. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be something that I just enjoy listening to in the car and I'm excited for it. 
I've been obsessing over a sauna situation for a long time now. And I've said to, I mean, my husband's probably the most annoyed with me about this, but I have been wanting a sauna at home and we were exploring some of the very affordable options. It's like we haven't wanted to invest in an expensive one because oftentimes you like find the spot to put that and it's like, where would we put this in this house and what would we have to move around? Like we have space in this house and it's not like we're busting at the seams in this house, but like in this house, we have a space in place for everything and everything has a space in place. And if we were to put a sauna somewhere, it would be like kind of awkward. And like, why did we put that there for whatever reason? And so I decided to become a member of Hotworks and I have only used a lot, utilized it for very, very um, restorative workouts. So the sauna stretch, the sauna yoga, and the Pilates, the hot Pilates. And I'm telling you, like, I was doing these classes and I was like, huh, these are not hard classes, but when you are doing them in the sauna, they just feel so good. So I'm still doing my strength training and cardio at home, but I am going into Hotworks to sauna and to get a sweat in and get a stretch in and also for the community aspect I mean the first time I went in there there were ladies that were like chit-chatting and the vibe was really great and positive and encouraging and that is exactly what I wanted because I was debating between a couple community centers that are close close close-ish to me but when I would go in there and kind of like test out the vibe I just didn't get that type of vibe that I wanted. And when I went into the Hotworks, I was really impressed. I even if it's just seeing a smiling face of another member when I went in to Hot Pilates, I was the only one taking it in the sauna class at the time, but when I got there, it was like, "Oh, hey, small talk chit chat and then afterwards these other ladies were coming out of their sauna and they chit chatted with me small talk for a little bit but they were just like happy and positive people and I didn't even get their names but we had just great conversation and when I left I was like oh that's the type of little bit of community element that I have been looking for and as I talked about with the cold plunge, like I really think it's more beneficial for us as women in reproductive years to be in that heat. And especially I live in the Midwest, so it's been cold for a very, very, very long time here, even though we've had a few days that are like between 30 and 45-ish degrees, which grateful for that, I still have just craved like that good sweat in the heat and so I'm super obsessed with saunas right now and someday we will have a sauna in our home recommend or this is recommended is stands for the next R in report and I definitely have to say that the girls on TikTok know what they're talking about because I have been getting back into walking and want to start running. I've done some a little bit of like light jogging on my running treadmill and the girls on TikTok recommended the Brooks Ghost Max shoes. So I've been a runner in a previous life before I had kids and I really liked Brooks shoes then and so 
I went on TikTok and I was like, best running shoes for women beginners. And the ladies were like, oh, the Ghost Max are the best. And the cool thing is on Amazon, you can order them and you can do the try before you buy. So I did that and you get a seven day trial. And by that seven days, you can let them know, hey, I'm going to send them back. And you you didn't get charged if after the seven days, obviously they charge your card. But I got them and I wore them for the first four days on that trial. And I'm like, I'm keeping these. These have cushion. So they look like they would be really heavy. They have cushion, but they're so light. So if you're looking for a good walking or jogging shoe, I highly recommend the Brooks Ghost Max shoes. I got mine on Amazon. And then the T at the end of report stands for treat. And I really couldn't think of anything because I haven't even been into like candy or anything like that. I mean, we had Valentine's Day, so kids brought home treats. I brought home or my husband got me chocolates, but like I just haven't really been treating on anything, but on the Super Bowl, we had a soup or bowl. And so we had a variety of soups and I paired grilled cheeses. Like I just took out my griddle and I made a couple different types of grilled cheeses. And I can't, my husband, our friends were like, the a grilled cheese just hits the spot. And I completely agree. And I think that like sometimes the grilled cheese needs more credit. The grilled cheese is underrated. And I'm even thinking about it because I did like a classic grilled cheese um, with on like white bread, butter, like just the classic grilled cheese. But I also did some grilled cheese on sourdough with ham and that was just superb. And even people were going back for seconds on grilled cheese when we had like this really great Super Bowl spread. I made a bomb charcuterie board, by the way. I should have taken a picture of it because it was beautiful and absolutely amazing. Shout out Aldi because that's the best place to go grocery shopping and get all, especially all your charcuterie things. But the grilled cheese was the star of our Super Bowl meal, if I do say so myself. And when I posted and I even like told a couple people that we were having a Super Bowl and I was like, yeah, and I'm going to do like a grilled cheese. And I meant for it to be like a make your own grilled cheese bar where people, you know, I just have like the griddle on or they could turn the griddle on or off and make their own grilled cheese, but nobody was doing it. So I was just like, okay, I'm just going to and I think I made six grilled cheeses at a time and I did a couple patches of that and I just made them really quickly, cut them into fours with a pizza cutter and they were a hit. They were completely gone by the end of the party and even the grown-ups were going back for seconds on the grilled cheese. So the treat of the month for February was a grilled cheese, a good old-fashioned grilled cheese. Nothing was super fancy or special about them, but they hit the spot. They, and sometimes it's just the classics that do that to you. So thank you guys so much for listening today. These girl chat episodes are so fun. Let me know what your hot takes are on the updated health wellness trend girlies. If you have any questions, please come to me in my D or comments. Let's, let's talk in the DMS. Don't forget to come chat with me over on Instagram and I will talk to you guys next time. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard or you want to share your favorite episode topics, please leave a rating and review. This helps the podcast growth and gives people an idea of what the podcast is all about. Something new and exciting that I wanted to share with you before we go is that we now have a Patreon page. This has replaced the Feminine Edge Collective community in a cohesive place that is easier for me to manage and cheaper for you. If you are interested in our monthly classes, exclusive day-in-the-life vlogs, Bible studies, community Q&A, and more, go to patreon.com forward slash living in sync and join for just $5 a month. Check out the show notes for any links or details of things referenced in today's episode, and I look forward to chatting with you in the next one.